Thinkers, and welcome to another episode of the Free Thought Project podcast. Today, joining me, Jason Bassler, is Matt Agarist, editor in chief for the Free Thought Project, and John Parker, who's been a social media guru for both of our projects, the Free Thought Project and Police the Police, for a number of years now. We actually have a really special guest today that we're really excited to speak with. Before we get into that, I'd like to ask you to please take a moment to subscribe and also take a moment to review. This is how uh, more people hear about us and see our podcast in their feed. Former police officer Alex Salazar was a bad cop. By his own admission, very bad. Like a lot of once good police, the streets changed him. He saw a lot of ugliness, the lines became blurred, the job ground him down, and he crossed the line, repeatedly. Alex M. Salazar is a former Los Angeles narcotics officer who worked for the infamous Rampart Division, featured in the movie Training Day. Alex has become an advocate for exposing the insular culture of the code of silence in law enforcement. He is a civil rights investigator that travels around the country speaking about PTSD and its effect on police officers. He is also the author of a soon-to-be-released book, Chasing Monsters. For the listeners who don't know, um, Alex has been—he's been our go-to cop guy for a long time now. We've uh, we've done several articles uh, that he's helped us out in, including like the you know helping to dispel the, some of the reach for my gun myths that the cops used for justifying a couple of shootings. So, like, let's let's jump right into the to the to the police brutality protest going on right now across the country. Uh, obviously there's some bad actors, um, that are making everybody look bad. Like, you know, there's video after video, especially yesterday. I saw so many of them where these people that were screaming black lives matter were attacking these, you know, an innocent couple on the street. And the guy was like on his sitting down and trying to call his wife or reportedly trying to call his wife or something. And he just comes up from behind and kicks him in the head. And there's been a, there's been absolutely no media coverage on that whatsoever, and we like we don't even know the condition of the guy that's in the video, um, but you know th- this is the kind of thing that's gonna that's going to damage the the actual peaceful Black Lives Matter members who want to you know seek peaceful change that and, and meaningful change. When you start attacking innocent people on the street, this is this is counterproductive to you know any to seeking any type of real change. All you're gonna do is provoke other people and potentially provoke a fight what what is your um what are your thoughts on on the the violence among these protests right now well you know it's unprecedented uh i was in the uh the, the mother of of all protests that i'm hoping it doesn't get to that level uh but it definitely appears to be going uh that way was the los angeles riots and and what we're talking about is uh people dead in the streets uh, like it's beirut or or the middle east and uh, you know you were in the marine corps i was in the air force uh, matt 
you know, we saw how this country thinks about killing other people's civilians. Uh, and it certainly seems that it's headed that way right now because uh, what, there's this phenomenon, because I've been in several riots, uh, not just as a cop, but, but also as an activist, being in Ferguson and Baltimore where grenades are being lobbed. I actually got hit by uh, a, a smoke grenade in the balls in Ferguson as I was filming. Uh, but people feed into this anger, this hate on both sides, and, and that anger, uh, when you're in the heat of the moment, when, when they're attacking you and, and, and there's gunfire and all these things, people lose their head. Uh, the Hong Kong police, for example, they've had a lot of problems out there uh, with their uh, expression, the, the protesters against the police. And the police who've been respected as being very, you know, uh, 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 I guess, uh, kind and relaxed and, you know, they, they bow and, uh, you know, the Asian culture, very well known for being calm, has, has become kind of like a kung fu thing. Everybody was kung fu fighting uh, and, and all that uh, level-headedness kind of goes out the window. And, and so whether you're on, uh, you know, some side here, obviously we want to be on the right side, the right side, of course, which is fighting this uh, overt racism and, and, and confronting it and, and dealing with those, uh, you know, specific, uh, you know, insular culture issues, which have been the problem for the longest. Uh, we haven't talked about this. And if there isn't a safe place to talk about it, well, then it becomes a civil war and, and everybody starts fighting. All common sense goes out the window and, and uh, people feed into it. And then there's all this killing. And then no one can defend what's going on because there's too much hurt and pain, too much trauma, too much PTSD. And, and really right now that's what we're living is, is that a good segment of the population that has suffered at the hands of police brutality, they're traumatized and they're ready to rise up. And and so, uh, you know, we're in a state of civil war right now, that's the way I call it, uh, because there's people, uh, we've come to that, that watershed moment uh, of time in history where people are ready to die. And and some of these police officers, they're, they're, they're infected with this white supremacy. My Mexican brown ass Yaki Indian, you know, was a racist too. I, I got you know, bred that way. And I'm sure you had some sort of brainwashing in the U.S. Marine Corps too, Matt, you know, where, where they want a certain specific type of person. So the, the whole deal here is to own up to it. You know, I've been very graphic in saying I was a dirty-ass pig. I came from this division called Rampart uh, that, uh, you know, it uh, they, they try to call it a couple bad cops. But no, the whole mentality had taken over the LAPD, the department, and, and there's a lot of history that goes back into it. But uh, we're looking at, at a lot worse than, than just the Los Angeles riots or the nationwide riots that are going on. We're looking at a, a, a system that is about to go up in flames. It just needs the right. Another right incident, I, I called this George Floyd um, you know, blow up uh, as, as, as one of the moments here, just like we had Michael Brown. Uh, and, and other people, there's going to be another one, but it's going to get worse. And uh, some of these officers, they do want to be involved in shootings. Some of these guys, they're, they're ex-military. They want to be in war again. They, they have this weird warped sense of, of being a hero, of, of trying to be a warrior. And that shit is out now. It's, it's not about that anymore. It's all about, you know, working with societies that, that have uh, mental ill problems, homeless problems. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things here that have gone on with our country that I'm glad uh, that the Free Thought Project, you know, when I heard about the name, 
uh, it was very uh, kind of uh, thought-provoking. Free thought, what does that mean, you know? And, and uh, of course, I got to see the articles that are written by you guys uh, that really opened up the mind in, in understanding and, and seeing what we're up against. And so what we're up against here is, is uh, an unprecedented amount of violence uh, that's going to happen. I don't know if anything can stop it now or, or you know, this, this election thing. It's only going to get worse here within the next hundred days of the election, um, you know, if this man loses. Because, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's just, I, I don't even want to think about what can happen here. I know, man, I, and I hope you're wrong, but we've yep. all been talking about this for a while, for a few months now, you know, since the George Floyd protest kicked off, and it looks like it doesn't show, it does, it's not showing any signs of, of, of quelling, you know, it's, it looks like just escalation on both sides repeatedly, and then I think when the, you know, with the Seattle and the Portland cops kind of pulling out of the area, it's almost as if they're, they're wanting, wanting it to happen on their end, too. And like you said, like, you know, when you're when you have that mindset and you're on the you have this enemy that's defined, which the police, their enemy is defined as the protesters, regardless if they're peaceful or not. You know, when they're the, the, the protests are peaceful, 100 percent, like starting out every single time. And the, but the police show up and they're they're dressed for war. You know, they have on knee pads, face masks, gas masks, shields and, and all these grenade launchers and all this stuff. And, and that that t- tends to provoke people into becoming violent, like you had said. And the mindset, I know I had the mindset when I was in the Marine Corps that I would have done anything that they asked me, you know, and up to and including hurting civilians in America if, if they were told if I was told that they were my enemy. And I just, I really hope I'm, you know, I'm trying to remain optimistic that it doesn't get like that. And, and I know that they do have a bunch of cops who have spoken out against all this and, and are talking about, you know, not enacting violence against the citizens and stuff. But, um, if we just if it keeps escalating on both sides, I don't know where this is headed and it's headed in potential civil war. It is uh, headed to a uh, definite, uh, civil war. If you look at history, history is repeating itself that we never, really put the civil war to rest in the way that we should have there was always some sort of contingency being held back on the the black population the the native indian population the indigenous people the mexicans that once uh were indians here that that roamed the land uh when they began taking over this 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 world and and so now we're dealing with this after effect, but on a much more higher level uh, with the internet. The internet's the game changer, man. That has reached out to the masses, and and I myself have grown with the Free Thought Project. And, and I'm not trying to plug you guys or anything, but but you guys are the perfect example of of real news and and not the fake news that talks about things that people find disturbing because I mean just you writing about it is toxic uh, to begin with because it's too much to handle it's it's too hard for people to believe that no ABC lied to us CNN lied to us all these news station media uh, mediums have have lied and they haven't painted things the way that they they really are and as you mentioned, you know, we, we were part of the system. We're part of our, our, our government. We wanted to serve, blindly give our lives, which many have done, uh, for, for this belief that all people are created equal when, in fact, they're not. And, and so it's this awakening uh, of all this going into the mind that I believe many of us find very traumatizing. And, and what it does, it, it even causes people to become extreme, extremists, right? 
and 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 I become, I guess the government would say, an extremist because I'm not that uh, I I'm, I'm I'm against the government, but I'm awoken. Okay, like many people are, and and they're beginning to see, holy shit! I can't believe we fell for all this crap. You know, God, America. You know, and 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 everything that's apple pie—it's all been a fucking lie, and and so for me, I I try to stay quiet because um, I know that I'm kind of incendiary. I don't tr I don't hate the police. I have family members that were cops, but uh, and and they still are police officers. Uh, some of them whistleblowers. My own sister was a, a whistleblower in the system because, you know, we believed initially when we came on, we fell for all this Adam-12 crap and Dragnet and, you know, we're the heroes and all this, just, just like you did. You wanted to be a Marine. I, I wanted to serve my country. Uh, we came on with good intentions, but all these lies uh, inculcated into our minds until... You know, we had this free thought way of thinking, uh, which we were able to see, you know, no, it's not like that. You know, we were not friends with the Indians because we wouldn't have killed them the following years after Thanksgiving, after that first Thanksgiving, and, and try and understand what do the words all men are created equal mean. That, that, that Certainly not black people, right, or, 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 or someone else of, of dark skin color. So when you come to this realization, you, you see that, oh, my God, man, and, and people become extreme at that point. Uh, we had uh, Christopher Dorner out here uh, about five, six years ago uh, who tried to act uh, like you guys, you know, exposing uh, the lies, the corruption that was going on. And, and the system turned it around against him. They said, no, I think you're the problem here, mister. <laughs> you know, you're the problem. You're trying to cause problems. And, and they turned his life, the system did, and they fucked him all the way and he said you know what man you guys are gonna pay and and pay they did you know with him going after uh innocent civilians to teach them the hurt uh, the pain that they had caused him and untold others and i'm not certainly saying that you know it was good to do that because uh never should anybody's children uh be uh you know attacked but but that man snapped and, and they didn't just ruin him, they ruined him also with his military career. He was a military officer in, uh, with the Navy. And, and so there's going to be more people that are going to come out like this. Uh, it's not just me saying it. I, I'm certainly not going to try anything crazy like that. I know that they thought for many years, you know, that I was that wingnut from L.A., uh, you know, talking about this stuff and working some of these, these uh, you know, cases, including the Rampart scandal cases. I worked uh, many of them from the beginning, uh, even against my own family members, uh, because they were somehow linked into to, to the madness that was just not a couple of rotten apples, but it was a whole goddamn department. And the brainwashed mentality, the insular way of thinking is identical to the Roman Catholic Church, okay? Not a single damn priest knew about what was going on, right? And certainly not a pope. Uh, and so the elephant in the room, the emperors in new clothes, it's been right there always. And, and so I'm just here uh, to, to be uh, just a voice for you guys and, and, and for many of these people that were afraid to talk, but, but now... They're like, holy shit, you know, it's right in front of us. Yeah, Alex, right. I, like, I, I like what you mentioned when you talk about pain. I actually had the opportunity to go down to uh, D.C. during the Floyd uh, protests slash riots, whatever you want to call it, 
And uh, it was one of the one of the things I found is especially with everything going on in the country between the pandemic and people that you know the Trump administration is affecting their civil liberties and the way things have been as, as you mentioned since the Civil War we we never had a proper reconstruction and it's just kind of been simmering ever since then through the Jim Crow era and that's one thing that you can you can hear when you go to these protests and you talk to these people is there is pain there is a lot of pain there's a lot of you know there's income inequality there's people that are being left behind the pandemic is affecting uh, uh, you know minorities disproportionately and when you go when you go to these protests you can just hear these people who have been you know silenced for so long finally getting to speak out and it is really powerful I, I drove back from DC that whole night just like kind of shaking on an adrenaline high the entire time just you know having experienced that right no what what's happened is they they're they're suffering what they uh i forget which author that was that wrote about post-traumatic slave syndrome and i saw that myself that phenomenon uh when i visited uh selma alabama for the 50th anniversary of uh, the crossing of the bridge, and, and it's kind of ironic here that uh, John Lewis, um, you know, just recently died because we had met with his office too to try to talk about this and, and finally drag it out uh, because that's been my little obsession, you know, is is bringing out talking about it, but the powers of to be have always said, you know, shut up, you know, the and especially with the blacks, you know, it was like, you know, kill that nigger, you know. And out here in East L.A., we had this uh, guy named, um, no relation to me, shipped to me, but Ruben Salazar. He was assassinated while having tacos and a beer. Um, and just uh, for some reason, a uh, L.A. County Sheriff's de uh, deputy's um, uh, missile from a uh, one of those little shotguns that, that shot tear gas winds up and just takes off his head. I mean, how the hell is that going to happen, you know? No, they, 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 they come out with these weird things that, well, how this person mysteriously die? And, you know, there's always been something kooky there about our government that everybody knows what the hell is going on, but, but people are, are afraid to, to, to talk about it. And, and so, I mean, you take again Serpico here, Frank Serpico, uh, he liked to be called Paco, uh, you know, did uh, wasn't just portrayed by Al Pacino in this crazy ass movie, but he was—he's a living legend. That man, that uh, to this very day, the NYPD, the, some really sick people there, some really sick people still see him as a rat. Okay, they—they they refer to him, you know, oh, that that rat. You know, I mean, they cannot let that go. Even though back then it was normal in 1971 for almost everybody up the chain of command okay we're talking going all the way up to the chief everybody got paid because that's the way things were done it's kind of like this whole fi card thing out here in la i'm i know you guys have been covering it here where the so-called uh they're coming after just a few members of, of of metropolitan division for writing these fake cards and putting these people into these the gang databases that basically ruins their life without them batting an eye simply because they have to meet a quota and 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 not look like they're not doing their job okay instead of trying to talk to the people and develop good relations and and you know really setting up uh you know work to to catch the bad guys you know these guys are out there just 
randomly stopping people who many times are good people uh, and, and they're targeted and, and they're made to look, you know, like, uh, you know, these, you know, we're, we're, we're in some sort of occupying land. And that might work in the army, uh, you know, I, I don't think it works personally, but that's what they do anyhow out there. And, and you know, they start treating these people like that and, and, and it all overturns eventually, you know, that's what ends up happening. It, it all backfires. We, we saw what happened out here in L.A. County itself where uh, Sheriff Baca has been forced to do federal time. This is because they thought that they could go scare the shit out of a female federal agent that was investigating them because ta they were getting tattoos in the jails uh, you know for for breaking arms and for killing people same shit that's going on right now that the current sheriff uh, Alex Villanueva is is having to deal with himself so you know there's a lot of twistedness that that goes on and on and on and and right now it's not so much for for um, you know attacking the people. It's attacking the system because it takes people like myself and you, Matt. You know, you came on you know with with the passion as you write right now. All these stories and probably get hate mail. You guys, Jason, you too, uh, and, and Johnny. You know, you you guys get this hate mail because people don't want to hear the truth. And and so it, it's good that it's coming out. It's good like it's coming out too with uh, all these pedophile priests that now people are getting justice because there's been this whole code of silence that that now once and for all it seems like it's finally going to be revealed. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I've been saying for a while now. I feel like we're headed towards the age of accountability because, as you had mentioned, you know, there's been such a lack of ability to communicate to the masses, to each other, to exchange ideas, to exchange information. And now that the inf information is there, that information exchange is available to us through the internet, I only believe it's going to continue to ramp upwards. And it will get worse before it gets better, as we've already explained. And it is kind of a double-edged sword because, yes, organizations like ourselves can highlight more of these cases, more of these videos, and put them out there to the general public. And I think that's partially why there has been such an uprising is that people have recognized for years now, especially within the past 10 years with YouTube being so popular, uh, that these types of incidents aren't isolated. These aren't just a few bad apples. So people are fed up. People are in the streets, like Johnny was saying, because there's pain there. And I also would say that people are inherently understanding that this service that police provide is forced on society. There's no option to opt out. There's no contract that we signed for this, quote, service. So, of course, people are going to protest. Of course, people are going to probably even riot when they feel like it gets bad enough. But the downside of that is, of course, that like we've experienced through our years of trying to understand how to better reach people, there's such a thing as called content marketing. And it seems like the right has very much picked up on that. And now they try to cater certain information towards that demographic to be ate up and to be distributed through these echo chambers. And so I think that's where a lot of this, you know, uh, civilian on civilian force, a lot of this violence is coming into play. And, you know, it it's happens, of course, when there's different conflicting points of view, but I feel like it's only continuing to get worse because now there's incentive for, for organizations to lie about certain topics. Like, for instance, right now, if you go to any type of right-leaning group or Facebook page, every single protester in Portland or Seattle are rioters. They're no longer protesters. They no longer have First Amendment. They no longer have the ability to express themselves in the streets. 
now the right is actually cheering for federalized police to come into these areas to initiate violence to yeah hurt harm harass cage these protesters and it's almost kind of like a complete reversal of what they once claimed to stand for the right used to care about the constitution about free speech but now everything's getting turned on its head it's kind of wild to see no man it's a, a trip to see i i've been you know very quiet because i'm just fucking shocked you know i like i said me myself i, I know you guys jason um uh, you know johnny have, have have talked about this for the longest and i'm just like with my my jaw almost to the ground that i'm like oh my god you know it's 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 pandora's box opened again uh and and uh for the longest they refused to acknowledge any of this that 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 you're talking about here matt they they didn't want to deal with the issue of racism uh and and really because that's the underlying thing beneath all this is is you know, whether you're black, white, Mexican, you know, you can still become a, a you know, a, a person that believes in supremacy. And and I know that I got to think in that way, you know, it's us versus these bad guys as we would get out a roll call there and, you know, you know, go out there and, and uh, you know, literally attack people for no reason. I saw people beaten to death numerous times, uh, George Floyd occurring before me, and I never thought you know, did I bother to give it uh, the thought that, you know, they were doing anything bad because it was all normal. And, you know, what was I going to say? Hey, guys, uh, come on. You, you don't need to beat him with your baton to death as you got him rolled up in a a, uh, a, a mattress. I mean, and then two officers on them just on, in snipe mode ready to shoot for whatever reason that was required that would justify uh, an instant execution. You know, I was privy to that, you know, with 10 officers and a guy high on a speedball and <coughs> had lost his mind and, you know, women and his wife and children had hidden. And then uh, we had arrived there, got him out of the house, and he was growling at us and obviously under the influence of some bad shit, you know. And uh, But it didn't require the, the murder, the execution, uh, that loving of blood and that's something I've been talking very heavily with uh, recently with Brian Bentley he wrote a book called one time the story of a South Central police officer and this is where he tried to say what what they were doing is cops but LAPD came after him and gave him 300 allegations and he was under police surveillance for seven months just a lot of crazy shit because he had dared to write about this whole crazy insular culture uh, where, you know, you do become a racist and you are part of this system and, and you know, movies like, uh, you know, Colors or Training Day or Internal Affairs with Richard Gere, um, you know, the, these these were not figments of an imagination. This is shit that goes on. I saw it happening. I was a part of it. And it all got covered up, you know, because I was one of the good old boys. And, and, uh, and, and so now this is come out, uh, you know, and, and we're forced to deal with this, as you said, trying to keep this uh, matter from becoming a, a full-fledged civil war. Um, but I really do believe that the more that we have these types of engagements and, and we go there, you know, Free Thought continues to be uh, the leading premier uh, with its head on its shoulders right, uh, you know, gathering machine. Uh, I, I really do think that, that uh, you know, we stand here uh, to have a chance to, to really have this kind of reform that's needed. 
uh, without people being attacked and told, you know what, shut the fuck up or, or for whatever reason, uh, people just start dying mysteriously, you know, that's what we want to try to avoid. Yeah, it's unfortunate there's there's just so many entrenched interests that are, you know, can, they continue to prop this up. And I know you mentioned racism, and that's a, that's a big one. And it, it's one that it really wasn't until the George Floyd protests that I went and had the opportunity to listen to people and, and really start to dig into history and beginning to understand, like, just exactly how mm-hmm. racist United States history is. And yeah. once you start getting your head around it, and then there's an entire segment of the population that, not only do they not know, but they don't know that they don't know, and they have no interest in knowing. And the second that you propose anything that counters what they believe, they respond not friendly. No, and, and that's that's very true. You said that very succinctly, perfect, actually. Uh, you should, uh, I don't know, somehow try to put a little definition to explaining that because it really just jars your whole... Uh, soul of self of who you are of what you are it's kind of like this whole thing with you know you try to talk to a Catholic about a Catholic priest they're like oh you know they, 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 it's a phenomenon it's a phenomenon cognitive where dissonance. they can I'm sorry cognitive dissonance to be yes, able to exactly. hold two contrary ideas at the same time is self-evident and it it takes um, cognitive dissonance to be able to live in this society and believe you are free you know. Yes. <laughs> so so that, that's that's the crazy part. But you know, I mean, just like I said, the the, the name goes perfect. The free thought, uh, you know, being able to have this discussion is the probably the most powerful thing ever. Because this is what Frank Serpico tried to do in in seventy one when he, you know, everybody said, "Man, you're crazy. What are you talking about? You know, just take the money and 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 so what if we're beating people? Uh, I mean, this is normal." And, and it all started there, you know, he became kind of like the unwilling, you know, patron saint. I mean, to me, the man's not, I'm not going to say he's Jesus or saying anything stupid like that, okay, but he's like Jesus, okay, that that this pure heart, soul, and a white boy, Italiano, you know, would come forth and, and you know, knowing that he would be crucified, okay, and that's what they almost did to him, but he, he, he lived, you know. And he's never wanted to be really in the media. He's very quiet. Uh, of course, uh, as he said, Pacino made that movie uh, there on him and, and portrayed to the T exactly what happened in the face of, of just the monster. I mean, we're talking Davy uh, versus Goliath, but on a magnitude level at that time in NYPD where everybody, everybody, everybody was, was, was against him, you know, coming out and saying, you know, this is what happened. And, but, but the beauty part about all this is with all this technology, even right now as we're looking at these screens and our voices are being heard out there somewhere, uh, you, know, um, you know, people are coming out like, like you guys and, and, you know, even Serpico himself now, you know, Paco uh, is, is, is talking more because... It has to be done within our lifetimes, you know. I'm praying that I get to, you know, stick around and be here to, to, to watch, you know, our, our future uh, grow into, you know, not brainwashed idiots, you know, that, that they care about people, that they care about truly the sanctity of human life, that, that every life does matter, you know. It's sad that we have to have Black Lives Matter ex- explained to people, 
but it has to be explained. And and someone who says, well, I don't get it, well, that's your racist right there, you know, that says, well, I don't get it. The reason Black Lives Matter is because before they didn't matter. They never have mattered, really. You know, oh, it's just another nigger dead. You know, forgive me for, for saying it like that, but that's what it is. And, and if it makes people comfortable, well, you're probably a racist, okay? Because someone that knows the truth knows how it is. And, and in trying to explain it myself uh, as I talk about this, uh, I, I speak it also as, a, as a, someone here who was racist, too. You know, and that's the part where, where we're all at here is that we're all, you know, work in progress, you know. Uh, I, I am definitely not the same person I, uh, I was when I left law enforcement. I've, I've changed uh, tremendously, and I still have a whole lot to go, uh, even still as I, as I speak. You know, I'm still a very fucked up individual. My brain is scrambled. It'll never be the whole, complete brain since that one day when I was violently attacked uh, by, by gangbangers and... But, you know, ironically now, you know, I work with them. I, I do criminal defense. I, I realize that a lot of them are that way because of our fucked up U.S. foreign policy going into these countries, destroying their people, teaching them how to kill one another in El Salvador, and then them becoming a, a super gang out here. What do you expect when you've had these kids who've grown up with firearms instigated by, by our, 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 our country? Okay, down there, and I was down there as a military U.S. serviceman. I, I I can talk about this with authority, you know, and teaching these people because all they wanted was a little more maybe to eat. So they're communists, they're commies, you know. I I never understood what what that exactly meant or the socialism or the Marxism when you get into all those uh, type of I I still don't understand them. What I do understand is is that a poor child, you know, or 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 a, a husband or a, a family man. Uh, trying to provide for their children, they don't care about that either. Okay, all they know is is they are hungry, and 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 for me, it's just as simple as that. That that's what we were teaching them to do down there because they dared speak up. You know, we got some commies here. We gotta go fucking kill them, send in our marines, or you know, blow them up, and you know, you know, appoint dictators. Uh, this way, we can control these animals. And that's typically been, you know, how the United States, um, you know, police departments, they also work, you know, very much uh, reminiscent, uh, quasi-military, as they like to say, of, of how we train these officers and where we've gotten to this point here where now they're riding out there freely with, uh, you know, AR-15s. It's a standard norm. And, um, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's been an evolution, hopefully, that uh, this evolution here that we're co currently going through as, you know, like I said, my mouth is, uh, I'm sure like you guys, you're just like in shock. What the hell is going to happen next, you know? Um, you know, seeing all this freedom coming out and then all this hatred of, you know, screw these Mexicans and, and, and blacks and whatever else is out there, you know, just for the hate that, that that's just... I, I don't know, you know, I, I dream of that, trying to get rid of that, because when you can get rid of the hate that, that's in your heart, you know, you just feel so much better. You you feel that ability to speak freely, to share, because you know that once you can help that person rid themselves of, of that trauma, that, that you're free, you know, and, and that's what life should be about, you know, truly being free and treated as equal regardless of what the heck you are. You know that that you're loved as as a human being. You know, so for me, I hope that that's where we get to here, uh, eventually.
Yeah, I, I actually, I think I wanted to say that uh, right before we jumped on this call, I was actually reading uh, Cop Shock. It was, uh, there's a piece that I found on the internet about you, and it talked about your story, uh, how you had mentioned getting attacked by gangbangers, and being able to overcome that, I think, was, you know, that, that speaks a lot to your ca character, Alex. It made me really excited to have this conversation. Man, I, I have not overcome anything yet, Matt. You know, <laughs> I'm just... I'm just trying to, bro. I'm still deeply fucked up is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> but at least I know it. You know what I'm saying? At least I know it. And the more that I talk about it, and, and you know, I, I'm very careful with who I talk about things with because, you know, I've been accused by the police, you know, of, of being um, a renegade. And, and, you know, he's got rogue or whatever. He's going to pull a daughter. Uh, I actually found my picture on the police station walls. Uh, because I was doing an investigation on an officer who had beaten this person to death in the projects, and my sister called me, you dumb shit, your picture's on the police station walls, and anyhow, I freaked out. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm still dealing with a lot of the PTSD in me, which I know is, is very inflamed. Even as we speak right now, my mind is like going all over the place because my you know anyone that has PTSD that's traumatized that's been in the war has uh, been in gunfights and things like that all these things after a while they accu uh, accumulate and and of course where they tend to hit you the most is in the personal life and and you can be out there acting like a hero catching all these bad guys supposedly right uh, but your love life is all fucked up you're an abuser you're a sex addict uh, you're, 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 you start going to some really deviant, you know, sexual shit, you know, uh, you know, fucking animals and, and, and just, just weird stuff, you know, that, that nowadays isn't shocking anymore. It's almost kind of like, okay, so what else, you know, but, but I think that we're doing good here and the more that we talk about our sickness or I try to follow that old adage, which is, uh, you're only sick as your secrets, you know, you have to expose yourself, you know, and not just, you know, like me, how I do in public, uh, I don't like doing it because it's embarrassing, of course, uh, you know, saying I was this, you know, uh, you know, sick person who, who, who came on and did all these things that inspired, uh, you know, numerous movies, one of them an Academy Award winning picture, but it was true. It was true, you know, what happened to my sister uh, be, being a whistleblower and coming out and the whole world coming against her was true. You know, her partners were framing the homeless. They were being the poorest of the poor, the weakest of the weak. And, and, and here they were, you know, getting away with it, you know. And, and so it's so important to, to be able to talk about these issues, not so much in an attack in a way, but really, um, you know, having this, this understanding of, of what goes on in the mind of these people, you know, of these human beings that truly can become pigs, you know. I, uh, I became one. I became a super pig all because, you know, I got attacked and beaten by by six gangbangers, uh, got ran over, left for dead in the middle of the street, and then I wanted to beat the shit out of everybody. I didn't know why because back in the 90s, they didn't talk about PTSD. And then six months after I got ran over in 1991, the year of Rodney King, in 92, six months later, I was in the full-blown L.A. riots in 92 and just dealing with the city of Los Angeles, I, I shit you not, man, it was the most scariest event ever, anywhere, ever, because everywhere the whole damn city was burning down. I mean, anyone that was there that day watching these giant buildings, the the swap meet next to the police station where I was at, uh, all on fire, two, you know, flames 200 feet up in the air, 
uh, people looting. I mean, we saw what happened in, in a lot of these cities. That is nothing compared to, to full-blown riots like that, but in major cities. And that's where we have to really look at here is, is can we stop this? I believe we can if, if there is in a, you know, truly an awakening of, of being able to talk about this in a way that doesn't get people all pissed off, okay? Because a lot of people get pissed off. I try to stay quiet because, you know, people get mad when I speak. They're like, wow, what, get, why do you have that fucking pig on there talking about stuff, you know? This is the, the black man's territory here. And, yes, it is, you know, and I, I have always given uh, the black man, uh, you know, um, you know the, the, the deference, especially when you start looking at some of these, these great speakers uh, that have become who they are uh, in this movement. Um, I, I look at, uh, you know, Uncle Bobby. Uh, the uncle of Oscar Grant, of course, they made the movie Fruitsville Station on him, and and you know who who are these people? You know, I mean, what is the Nation of Islam? You know, these these are a bunch of blacks uh, who who got tired of being lynched in the the twenties, who who formed uh, this coalition, this religious coalition, and and chose their leader. You know that uh, today, you know, has has formed and, and transformed a lot of the young black youth in, into people of discipline, like the military. You know, it's taken them off the streets uh, from drugs, from gangs, and and it's really helped to to square them away. But our systems, for some reason, seem to really go up against these type of individuals, free thinkers, as you can as you can uh, maybe uh, allude to the the name free thought. People who you know had their minds freed and open and and are seeing you know what what is happening and and you look at Farrakhan and some of the shit that he says you know I'm like oh my God you know but it's true you know and I'm not I'm not uh, Muslim or, or anything like that I'm not out there yelling uh, or anything that uh, Allah Akbar I I just I just know that that they're right on the money okay and and uh, and working with. Um, an ex-father-in-law who was uh, also LAPD, you know, a lot of lies were spread to me about them. And when now knowing, okay, keeping an open mind with, with black people who have to form this coalition, and if you look at the Black Panthers too, why did they have to form? They were they had to form because they were being lynched, okay? And 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 so they were outlawed and and and, and, of course, we have the ultimate one, the KKK, which still continues to operate, but even in legal circles, okay, because they're within the police departments, too. I mean, this stuff just goes on all, all over the place here. But, but I mean, it's, it's something that we really need to discuss because it's all historical, as you pointed out, Matt. It's, it's powerful. And when you really start to see the history that there was just so much pain, as, as, as Johnny mentioned, you know, Pain that you know I, I cannot bear to think about losing one of my kids you know I, I cannot bear to to uh, you know even think of, of someone else losing an innocent child I mean it's all heartbreaking uh, but that's what's about to happen here if we don't get a grip on on this deal here I, I believe we are at civil war uh, you know and um, you know what's going to happen here in these next hundred days leading up to the uh, the, the, the elections for the president of this country, it's, it's going to be very interesting, and, and certainly I'll be watching you guys here uh, as you report on this. 
So, Alex, you mentioned something earlier in the conversation that is uh, kind of a hot topic within the police accountability debate right now. Um, you mentioned that story about an uh, individual being high on crack, that he was basically beaten to death by some of your colleagues. Um, so there's been a bunch of articles written, there's statistics that claim that people with mental illness are 16 times more likely to be killed by police. So, like, with your history and experience as a Leo, do, do you think that uh, social workers or mental health experts could kind of subvert some of these incidences and actually find, like, a peaceful way to resolve them without police? Because I have some friends who happen to be cops that are on my Facebook friends list, and they kind of scoff when it comes to this idea that these types of trained individuals, these mental health experts, will actually be able to sufficiently deal with people who are out of their minds on drugs or just mental illness, and that the, the only way to really deal with them is basically the initiation of violence. Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, I, I believe that six months of academy training is definitely not enough in knowing uh, how the human psyche operates, especially you know under those types of conditions. Uh, there are certain times where you might need a police officer to respond and with deadly force you know if some guys you know high on some crazy ass shit a super meth or whatever they come out with uh, you know a, a, an M60 type machine gun Rambo style you know it's time to bring in the cops right but most situations on a day-to-day -day basis are not that you, you got somebody that just wants to usually, uh, you know, vent on a trauma, something bad that's happened. They want attention. They want love. You know, the police is like, you know, you know how they respond. You know, put your fucking hands up or I'm going to kill you. You know, I mean, straight out like that. And that's exactly what they mean. And that's how they've been trained. And, you know, then our governments, of course, uh, you know, they, they, they put them up as a sacrificial lambs. You know, they're led to believe there's some sort of blue family you know, well, we, we, we got your back, bullshit, you know, no one has your back, like, they don't have that guy's back uh, in Minnesota that, that uh, you know, was on uh, George Floyd's neck, no one has his back, even his wife, you know, ditched him, like, the day after or something crazy, you know, um, and, and so they need to get past this way of thinking that it's a new day, it's a new age, uh, the communities, the governments, they have known this, this is, this is not uh, a you know, something that's just happened overnight, you know, this is what King died for, what Malcolm X, and, and, uh, and like I said, the Nation of Islam, you look at Farrakhan, I know he's very much hated, you know, but they, they've existed, they've, you know, we have created them, just as we did again, you know, Christopher Dorner, these people who are like, fuck you, you're not gonna fucking do me, you know, and they're like, well, you're not an American then, are you? You know, and, and they start doing this nationalist crap that I'm not an American, you know. I I mean, I've had several try to pull that crap on me. I've, I've lived my life down both for my country uh, overseas in Central America and just being in some hot spots. And then as an undercover police officer buying crack cocaine, using crack cocaine, being high on drugs myself as someone has a gun to my head. You know, and and then acting like I'm I'm a you know a good citizen and and dealing with these things that happen to me, you know. So we we need to really drag this out and 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 discuss it. Uh, you know, especially you know the human mind uh, with respect to you know what happens after being out there and just you know you mentioned cop shock. Uh, you know, Alan Cates, 
wrote this amazing book that really delves into just how badly screwed up, not just, and not even police officers or military, because they kill themselves at a rate of 22 per day. Those are coming back from the war, right? That's the current statistic. But, I mean, think about the regular citizens, okay, that, that are out there, kids in Compton, Brooklyn, just some of these bad areas of Chicago and, and all over the place, I mean, that are dealing with this type of, uh, you know, toxic uh, urban war zones, okay? And, and all we're doing is, pump, you know, pumping in more money, more money, more money. No, it's good to defund the police, but to but you got to pay somewhere. I would say take that as you're doing in Los Angeles, $150 million supposedly, right? That money should be used whatever they decide to call it. If it's going to be these people who are mental health workers, for example, you know, they need to be trained too. Okay, in 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 uh, mental health techniques, be sent away to to Paris, France, or or Hawaii, or something. You know, de de deprogram. You know, for a week. You know, something bad happens to you. Instead of um, you know dealing with the shame and guilt. Oh, you're a bad person, and you you hit this. You, you hit your wife, or, or or you molested someone, or you did something that you shouldn't have. Because that's what the PTS does. It it, it causes people to act out. And, and again, this is not just unique to cops or, or to the military, but it's looking at just society as a whole, the whole world is becoming traumatized more and more. And, and I was just blown away by that Beirut blast. I'm like, how the hell are those people of that day? Uh, and we saw the, the, the picture of the, uh, of the wedding, that wife, that bride. You know, how the hell are you going to be normal that day when you felt life literally being taken away you heard the screams of it you heard the fear of it you know that is trauma okay that is trauma and and you're, we're going to see more ugly things of trauma more people losing their minds more right wing left wing and everything in between you know uh we need to get a sense on on what exactly ptsd is it, it's something that we haven't wanted to look at because nobody wants to say they're crazy but it's very real okay and and I used to be a Nazi I will admit it you know I believed in LEPD I believed in our United States government but like I said I, I was there in Central America I saw what happened with all that Ollie North BS you know and you did too Matt I, I don't know what time you came around but I'm sure you're very familiar with all that madness down there and and of course uh, you know what's what's going on right now here with all these damn scandals they have not stopped you know, they were never able to make a movie that, you know, with, with Rampart, with LAPD. What happened there? What happened with Rodney King? Why do all these things keep happening? And again, it, it's because it's all racist. Um, you know, it is a racist system. We, I do thank God that there's brave white people, too. I would be very remiss if I didn't talk about people like, like, like you, Matt, and, and Jason, and, and uh, Johnny. Uh, forgiving us people like, uh, you know, David Cooper, uh, who was the former... Madison, Wisconsin police chief, uh, you know, who had a picture in the early 70s, get this, of Dr. King and Mahatma Gandhi. I mean, I had never before heard of, of, of anybody, of any police chief, um, you know, uh, having a picture of uh, Dr. Gandhi, uh, and, and Dr. King, I'd rather, behind them. I mean, it's just, and this is the early 70s when they would assassinate you, you know, keeping in mind that, you know, doing that type of thing, you know, could get you killed, but... You know, him, Serpico, so many other people have since come out to really uh, deal with the code of silence, to deal with the madness that, that is 
reality for for many people and and that is that you know this god bless america bullshit has all been a sham you know and and you know i'm not trying to be anti-american i'm just saying it as it is you know i you know my company's all american i'll just say that um without trying to give myself a plug uh, because i don't ever really talk about myself but uh, I think it's important for those who say, now nah, he's bashing the United States government. Well, fuck you. No, I know what it's like to give my life, you know, and and uh, I, I'm just here to speak the truth, especially for those coppers out there, those federal agents, those state people that are listening to this right now because we know that they are. They're like, you know, what are they talking about over there? You know, these leftists or whatever Marxists. Right? I, again, I don't know what the hell that is, okay? <laughs> well, but yeah, what we are... No, sorry, let me interrupt you right there. That Go was ahead. that's a that's a problem, and that's part of the cognitive dissonance. You see, none of us. I mean, well, there there some people are on the left within the Free Thought Project, but um, you know, we all believe in, in individual liberty, and um, and Jason and I can speak for you know for Jason and I are, are both we're both not leftists, but our police accountability um, actions, you know, our activism gets us accused of being on the left all the time. I mean. We're, you know, we're both pro-gun rights, pro-free market, pro-capitalism, and it's, it, it's possible to, to be both. Like you said, you just have to be aware, and as long as you don't try to infringe on other people's uh, property or, or their lives or, their, you know, or try to put them in a cage for doing something that harms nobody else, then in my book, you're not harming. You know, you, you, you're doing a good job, and that's, what, that's the way you can seek to have a better, a better planet and a better society. And um, and like you said, that the the racism that's inherent in this system, it's um, it's perpetuated by the system and by the enforcers of the system, the police. And it's important to point out that the there's there's solutions to this racism. You know, you can you can remove the tools that the, these these racist cops use to harass uh, minorities and poor people. You know, and one of those major tools that they do use is the war on drugs. Right, the war on drugs is, is is just fuel to the fire that is racism. It was actually started with racist intent. You know, we had President Nixon who started the war on drugs with the sole the sole uh, purpose of silencing hippies, the anti-war movement in the late '60s, and also going out to be able to to go after black people. So, when we look at it like that, you know, this is worse. These cops are still upholding a system that was started with racist roots you know and unless we unless we stop this this unless we stop this act of prohibition on every substance that the state deems illegal and says that we can't do with our own bodies what we seem to do you know what we see fit you know unless we do something like that dramatically then this racism will continue minorities are the easy prey you know we've seen these nypd cops come out and say it you know that even even minority cops we've seen black and hispanic cops that will have to come out and and have told people that look we even preyed on minorities because they're the low-hanging fruit we can't go after the top guys on wall street you know we, we'll set off a whole uh, you know a whole mess of problems for the department and for the chiefs and the everybody involved so they they they're told to go after these poor people and the minorities because they're the easy arrest to make so these poor people that are in the street that are that want to start smashing in windows because they're they're fucking fed up, you know. They, they they've been shaken down and frisked and stopped and frisked and pulled over as cops fish for drugs and so so. What if they have a plant in that car? But if they do have a plant in their car, they're fucking thrown in a cage, and then they when they get out of that cage, they're unemployable because they have a felony record. And and this the police don't understand that. They think that they're somehow doing they're like God's work by 
by putting people in cages and yep. it's, it's just failing and, and it's not working and you know and it it's, all adds, it's making it everything all worse. In, it all adds into that trauma like Alex was talking about you know a lot of one of the major reasons that people use drugs and we, we see it now with the pandemic I was actually just reading an article the other day talking about how more and more people are using acid to escape reality using LSD and psilocybin to escape reality during the pandemic and it just speaks to People use these substances because there is trauma. So all we're doing now by throwing them in a cage and enforcing these policies that are manifestly racist and unjust is just compounding the trauma. Yeah, you know, that that, that is so true and, and it's just so deep on, on, on so many levels, the, the trauma uh, that that we do, uh, you know, for, for finding uh, these addictions, uh, you know, to escape. Uh, and, and I know that for me, that's been, you know, always my, my biggest fight here, you know, is trying to escape from that, which it, it all sometimes, uh, you know, is virtually impossible. I'm fighting my demons constantly, um, you know, but uh, I, I'm so happy that I'm given, the, you know, this outlet to speak, you know, at times with, with people like you, you know, real intellectuals that, that understand that there's a human heart there somewhere, okay, that we always have to keep in mind. Uh, that human heart that that we're here all for a reason and 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 that is uh, uh, you know to to you know I mean you guys have found it you know you guys are spreading truth and that is so so altruistic you know for those people especially those that don't know that wake up one day and they're like well look at what these guys wrote you know oh my gosh I didn't know this and that's how it's been kind of like for me this this whole roller coaster ride within the past 20 years since you know the internet really came out strong is is just uh, trying to uh, disseminate what's right and what's wrong I mean seeing all these different views and you know going from really right extreme of you know fuck these motherfuckers kill these cockroaches you know to to understanding uh, you know I don't know Nirvana full circle whatever the hell they call it <laughs> and 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 really getting to see you know you are no better than anyone else you know and 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 having that that humble attitude which I, I think, you know, with the police, that's really going to be hard because they're taught, you know, I'm the police, I run shit here. And and having that, you know, arrogant ass, you know, you're not going to tell me what's up, you know, I know what's, you're right. And and then, of course, you know, when they're confronted with that, you know, they, they start speaking like, you know, porky p -p -p pig, you know, and they don't know what to say. And yes. so, you what know, I... One of the great, uh, one of the great things, and we actually have to wrap up in a few minutes here. But uh, just to add to what you were saying, um, law enforcement. One of the great things about this internet and this awakening that we're seeing is we're actually starting to see very, very slowly, but we're starting to see more police chiefs and more, you know, more officers coming around to the to these realities like you have. And another organization out there is uh, called Leap. It's Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. They, they, it's a group of uh, you know former law enforcement and current law enforcement officers that have uh, been very active in speaking out against the drug war. Uh, I was just wondering if you happen to be familiar with them, or if uh, you know, uh, yeah, really, if you just happen to be familiar with them. Well, I happen to be a leap card carrying member, so I'm a little bit intimate with them. They haven't asked <laughs> me to be on their speak uh, to speak yet for them. Uh, but all that's kind of changing uh, because I have been speaking about this subject matter for over 20 years. And it's so neat that, you know, it's not just Serpico anymore by himself because for the longest he was the, he was, he was the man. You know, he still is. You know, he's a, truly a living legend. 
there's so many of us here now, you know, that are Serpicos, you know, you, Jason, Johnny, I mean, untold others uh, that, uh, you know, have had the heart, especially white guys. I think that's a really important thing is that, you know, we, we have you Caucasians because without you, it would have been impossible for for eyes to continue to be opened. OK, they, you know, we, it could have been some really crazy right-wing, ultra-conservative, no, we got to keep this Mexican off this show or this black person or whatever. No, you guys have been very quiet, you know, knowing your place in the background, like like me too. You know, I don't speak. I let them speak. But I provide support, you know, by saying, yep, they're right. I was, uh, you know, I work Rampart, so you can ask me. Yes, all this shit really did happen, okay? All this shit with my sister uh, being, um, you know, uh, forced to, uh, you know, witness this this torture you know of police officers yes that happened and and so you know we can no longer ignore these things that you know america white america rich america corporate america whatever the hell they want to call it uh this is what is going on with with you know just another human being you know we we got to deal with it and so it's the white boy you know that's really crucial here at, at this point in time you know thank you guys I want to just want to say thank you to to the many of you that are my friends um, that uh, you know sometimes feel like well why am I helping here you know I'm seen as a racist or or whatever no you guys are so important because you help support uh, that what everybody all everyone knows and and that denial of you know it's it's not the status quo anymore it's not business as usual you know people are waking up and and so we need those white faces to, to say, yeah, you know, this is true. This is this is what this government hid for the longest, okay? This is not a country of everyone, you know, all men are created equal, okay? Maybe if you were white, yes, but otherwise we, we know that that was probably the biggest lie ever, uh, which, and, you know, this country is supposedly founded on law. I don't think so. It's founded on hypocrisy and, and what has benefited a certain class and, and again, you know, I don't try to get into, you know, Marx or Lenin or any of that craziness. You know, I've had people, what are you, Marxist, Lenin? So I'm not any of that. You know, I like nice things and I like to have fun. I just believe everybody is equal. Everybody should have a chance for that uh, without all those crazy ideologies and, and, and ways of thinking, you know, which for me, that's just way too much, you know. I do like Frederick Nietzsche, though, you know, those who chase monsters need to realize that they might become monsters. Uh, you know, I love listening to him. And also the book Chasing Monsters is um, my uh, memoir. It should be coming out soon, Chasing Monsters, on, on me chasing these these cops that uh, became uh, assassins and killing kids and, and my involvement uh, with working with the activists and just being there, a fly on the wall, you know, meeting you, Jason. You know, being uh, with Lance uh, Stoltz and his wife in, in, in Ferguson, uh, being uh, doing the Freddie Gray thing uh, with Kevin, um, I forget, what's his last name, the guy that, when that uh, filmed him, what was his name? Um, stayed with him. You know, just having a front row seat to all this amazing stuff because, you know, I wanted to see, is this shit real? You know, I mean, for me, that that's what the whole thing has been. And, and not just, you know, talking from, you know, the Internet, but actually being blessed to, to go there to have a front row seat while, you know, you guys wrote about the history and, and actually getting to, to meet you guys there. So, um, again, thank you very much. It's, it's been an honor to speak with you, uh, uh, Johnny and Jason and, and Matt. Yeah, I, 
we so. feel the same, man. Yeah, no, likewise. And I think I speak for all of us when I say that. And uh, definitely very much an honor for us to speak with you as well. We'll certainly uh, try to plug your book when it comes out and maybe even do an article on it or something, or at least get it out there to our audience one way or another, get you a little exposure. Yeah. Um, well, it's about just, how cops become fucking crazy, okay? That's about, you know, how, how did that motherfucker get that way? I will show you and tell you, you know, the whole brainwashing with all the little stories. Uh, like I said, you know, there, there's just so much madness. But it's not just my story. There's so many other ones, too, right. you know. And at, at some point, you guys should probably reach out to, to Serpico, uh, David Cooper. Uh, I mean, some of these guys that, that only provide more insight and to how to better change law enforcement because you guys are, are are seen by millions and and just um, you know your, your your name is great here in, in dealing with this uh, and getting the word out so um, again you know thank you very much sure before we wrap this up uh, you know we're, we're really big on solutions so we constantly get asked all the time what solutions could be uh, we even have a tab at the top of our website just specifically for solutions. So that's something that we really try to advocate for because without those solutions, a lot of people just don't know how to participate, how to get involved. So uh, can you possibly give us like maybe three bullet point uh, solutions that you think would actually help the police accountability movement and actually bring real change? Right. I've always said that there needed to be some sort of essay written by a police officer, maybe a 10, 15 page essay on how they feel about police brutality and how it affects uh, racist views and to really delve into that uh, designing a paperwork. I always think uh, that that would be a good way to eliminate, well, I arrived this shit about niggers and Mexicans and wetbacks and that will get rid of the Billy Joes that don't want you know, to, to, to see people being treated as, as being equal. I think that's really important. Hmm. The other big deal here that, that is another heavy bully point uh, is you need to address the PTSD issue. The PTSD is probably the most uh, important thing here. Uh, you know, I think racism is, is very important, but the PTSD is the trauma, man. And, and we talked about it here, I think, in some death. Uh, and how people are affected. It, it just makes them, you know, mentally ill uh, and and suicidal and, and, and turn to drugs. I mean, all that goes to how we treat one another, you know, and, and the police, you know, being used as executioners and, and no pun up with the name of the, uh, you know, sheriffs in Compton, they're the executioners, but you become that, what what you think you are, okay, and that's what these guys are thinking, you know, we're executioners, we're out here in the wild Serengeti, back in Nam, you know, out here executing people, and that is how they think, because I was one of them, I worked with people like that, that uh, they only took calls that would have the liability for them being involved in a potential shooting. So, you know, it's really important, uh, you know, to hammer away at, at, at the PTSD. And then finally, the last thing I would say is, uh, you know, real strong protection for whistleblowers, okay? That is kind of like the mothership here where, you know, if someone is seeing something going wrong, they need to be able to talk about it. It doesn't have to be shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up or you're going to get fired or you're going to get arrested. I mean, this is usually what happens when a whistleblower goes out and does that type of thing. As they've already talked about it, the people know and uh, they always speak to them, you're about to go down, you know. Instead of this person being 
you know, promoted perhaps or, or, or being thanked. I mean, the very least is being thanked. Thank you. Uh, you know, they, they get locked into this fear, which is what they try to do to Serpico. Everybody knew, the mayor, everyone knew that when he came forward in 1971 before the NAP Commission to expose all this, everyone knew that this was happening. I mean, it was ridiculous. It didn't make any sense. But he had to do it, this one person just alone facing uh, a cavalcade of cameras and, and just people and angry faces, cops there saying, I can't believe this motherfucker, you know, I can't believe he's laying out all this. Everybody knows this. This is stupid. It's kind of like the, the Rodney King thing um, where, where you know, Daryl Gates said, oh, this is an aberration, you know. We don't beat people at the termination of a pursuit. And I was, like, at first thinking, what the hell does that mean? I had to look it up. But basically, aberration means this doesn't happen. That's a, It's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. No, anyone that knows anything about termination of pursuits knows that it doesn't matter what color you are. You're going to get an ass-whipping at the chase of a pursuit, okay? Uh, if they If you don't have any cameras there from the helicopters or... Or, or a fellow officer, and you don't have, you know, there's a good chance if you just there with the copper and there's no video cameras, you're going to get your ass kicked, maybe even possibly killed. So, um, but, but again, all this is coming out here now, and, and so I was very happy uh, to, to present these three bullet points. Hopefully they, they help people out, but, but you know, really addressing uh, this code of silence issue, uh, you know, this, this subculture is, is really important. It's like the Catholic priest. We still haven't got down to the middle of that, of course. That's on a religious uh, side point, uh, understanding how the Vatican operates. That's, that's even more nefarious because we're talking about God there. Here we're taking, not talking about priests. We're talking about police officers with six months education that are taught by other racists, and, and that system goes on, you know. Um, but we need to make it very, very safe here for, for people to speak up like how you guys are doing. I know they censored you, um, you know, for, for bringing out some really strong material that, that pissed people off. They said, shut that fucking free thought up, you know. And, and so, but you guys are here. <laughs> you guys are here. Shut up, Matt and Jason Bassler. You know, shut them the fuck up, you know. <laughs> but I, I'm glad uh, to be a part of this uh, little Motley crew or whatever it is and, and uh, to take it to a whole different level eventually. Hell yeah, man. I, I really appreciate that. And the... The points you brought up on PTSD, I, we've never really discussed or gotten too far into that other than, you know, than advocating that people be able to treat their PTSD with a plant. So that's that's really interesting, man. And, the, and um, the link, they, Thank you, Matt, for addressing that because the link to PTSD and corruption, they're, they're linked, dude. They're linked. You know, you're, once your brain becomes scrambled, like me, I wanted to come out. After I had the shit beat out of me, but he said, I want to beat the fuck out of everybody. I wanted to start problems. In fact, I started a, a riot in the projects. I was so mad. Okay, that that's how bad it was. and it got covered up of course. That's for another show. But you know, I mean there's but there's so much madness out there that people don't know that are caused by taking time by officers where you might ask him, you know, quite nonchalantly, you get pulled over by a cop, Hey officer, why'd you pull me over? And all of a sudden it's quietness and goes, Oh, we have a fucking know it all here. You think you know the law and he's reaching in through the window pulling you out by the hair or something. And you're like, what the fuck did I just do, you know? I mean, it turns ugly just like that, just like Sandra Bland. And and so, I mean, that's PTSD right there, by the way. Okay. Untreated PTSD that takes something small and magnifies it. You know, you get triggered. 
and the aggressive behavior becomes that trigger and unless you know how to deal with that aggressive behavior have that control of your fear because a lot of this this is fear management there is no fear management police training being taught at the present okay it's more like you know you trust your gut you trust your instincts I was in fear for my life and you're fucked you know that that's it but they're not teaching these officers you know how to control themselves because as the video shows because you can't hide and deny video you can't hide and deny they try to and twist it and you know come up with bullshit official jargon while well, due to the integrity of the investigation we cannot release any information you know they come up with that bullshit double talk double speak or whatever they call it you know I mean it, it's not being handled right you know so um, again I'm, I'm very happy here to, to have helped out with these uh, three little takeaways and uh, you know hopefully an officer that's listening to this again state fed you know, we're not trying to cause harm or, or, or do damage. Uh, you know, this is the new wavelength that, you know, future police officers and, and agents from the government uh, that are listening to this here, you know, they need to look deep in their souls too because they know what I'm saying, what you guys are talking about is the truth too. Right okay, on, now, They're either going to be good cops or they're going to be dirty-ass pigs. They're going to wind up being sold by their government too instead of working with the people so, you know, if we can talk to any of those there that want to speak to us and write to you guys anonymously about what's happening within the system and you need protection, uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, groups out there now um, that uh, offer uh, whistleblower uh, protection uh, because guess what, you're not the only one. I mean, they're coming out of the woodwork now out here in L.A., uh, one in Compton of all places where, you know, he outed out this... Um, this uh, you know police sheriff deputy gang called the executioners um, and then uh, you know this LAPD one here you know where where these guys are just uh, the LAPD what do they call it the mafia SWAT team the mafia the mafia squad or something like that I mean just yeah. stupid ass shit you know which uh, you know we want to make it a safe environment for for people who are seeing these things because we now know it's normal okay and and so if if we can bring this out as it is, I, I think that, um, you know, it's only going to bring more people here in understanding uh, what the hell this phenomenon has been that you guys have long written about. You know, what we've been trying to bring out, you know, finally, you know, they get to understand it. And the police get to understand it, too, that, you know, they've been duped. You know, I was duped, you know, for the longest. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I love my country. No, yeah, I'm very hey, grateful Alex, I to hate it. to cut you off, man. We yeah. got uh, we got okay. some time constraints here. Why don't you come? Out, um, why don't you tell our listeners um, where they could find you about honestpolice.org, uh, your how to follow you on Twitter or um, anything you want like that, man. Plug your book, however you okay, like. Okay, sure. Yeah, sure. Sorry, sorry about that. For oh for, no, it's all right, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you can reach me at uh, my personal email, alexmsalazar at gmail.com. Alex M for Marcos Salazar at gmail.com. I'm also on, on Twitter, Alex M. Salazar. And then we do have a website that I'm affiliated with called uh, honestpolice.org. It's uh, maintained by another former uh, L.A. copper uh, who's also an activist, too. Um, and um, and uh, I guess that's about it, you know. And uh, if anyone police officer wants to contact me to talk about PTSD uh, and they needs help, uh, they you know I, I can pretty much get you into the right direction of of trying to get the help that you need. Well, look, man, this has been an eye-opening podcast. I think uh, I think that Jason and Johnny can say the same. 
and we really appreciate it man we're going to have a lot of a lot of new ways to 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 look into these the, these solutions for police brutality based on what you said man i really appreciate you having you on man and it was uh it definitely was an honor and i hope we get to do it again likewise my friend you guys take care awesome all right alex, alex. Talk to you thank soon, you so bro. much